Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Everybody, good morning. Cold weather all throughout the south now, so. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Cold weather all throughout the south now, so. So what we're dealing with It'll be a cold one this weekend if you're heading to Columbia for the game. I'll be heading out probably midday, head up to Columbia. Not too bad of a drive from Jacksonville. Not a far one at all. But we'll be bundled up, of course. Hope you all doing well out there. Need to work on a better, better audio solution for this. I know they don't sound as good as the regular regular podcasts, but the way I have to record it uh, is the main reason right now. But uh, I'll get it figured out. I'll have to run some tests. So there might be some spaces coming up where I'm just doing a microphone test, recording with the recording through the AirPods, because you have to record spaces with your phone. You can't or produce it on the phone, record it on my computers, but uh, I'll figure it out. But like I said, hope you all are doing well, staying warm. We'll get into some Florida, South Carolina talk. If you're in Columbia this weekend, let me know. I'll be heading out a little bit on Friday night. I don't know my complete plans yet. I'm taking my daughter with us, so I'm not sure. Uh, but we will be tailgating uh, tomorrow. I'm on at Woods. We'll be Road tripping up there as well, so be on the lookout Saturday morning for the location of that. They don't have a set location just yet. Uh, get there and see uh, where they can start tailgating bright and early, like every Gator game. But if you're in Columbia, give me a shout. Holler at me on Twitter. See if we can meet up somewhere. But all right, Gators traveling to Columbia, four and four, South Carolina, four and four. Uh, everybody, you know, there's a saying, you are what your record is. That's definitely true to a point, but uh, definitely look different looking four and fours for both these teams right now. Uh, I mean, probably the best example 
I can give is <laughs> look at the Vanderbilt game uh, for both these teams. Florida forty-two to nothing over Vanderbilt and struggled, and still won forty-two to nothing. South Carolina needs a last second touchdown, basically, to beat Vanderbilt. So, you know, as I've said plenty of times before, transitive property can get you in trouble. But if you kind of want to look at what these teams have been kind of going through so far this year, that might be the best example. But, you know, that was, what, a month ago for Florida? Uh, A few weeks ago for South Carolina? Uh, A lot has transpired since that. So we'll see mentally where Florida's at. They're ready to play Vanderbilt or uh, South Carolina. And South Carolina coming off a bye week, more than likely on their third-string quarterback. So who knows what you're going to get Saturday night in Columbia. Probably plenty of sandstorm, plenty of uh, rooster crowing, but hopefully not for good reasons there for South Carolina. All right, let's go. Let's get this started. It's like Christopher, well, never mind. He dropped out. So, all right, everybody, join in if you want to. If you got some questions, you got some comments, you just want to talk, let's get it going here. I don't know how long this one will go. Uh, I got to get on the road here uh, coming up. Still got to pack all that good stuff, but uh, we'll do the normal 45 minutes or so. I say that knowing it will probably go longer, but, you know, that's the plan. (laughs) All right, MJ, let's get you in here. What's up, man? How's it going, brother? You? I'm good. I'm good. Trying to warm, warm myself up with some coffee right now. <laughs> Same. Pot just got done. Um, so I muted all the best words for this past week, but um, I wanted to get your, uh, I guess, feelings or opinions with, um, I guess, a temperature check with the staff. I mean, it was kind of odd for that Monday or, you know, just kind of close shop and, you know, shut down everyone's access. So, now that we kind of had a week go by, like, what do you make of it, and what do you think may come out of that? Um, look, I don't blame Dan Mullen whatsoever going bunker mentality. Uh, it's out there in the media, social media. Uh, there's, a, of course, a lot going on with Dan Mullen's future, Dan Mullen's comments, Dan Mullen's record, uh, and with everything going on. I don't think he wants his players to have to deal with it uh, a whole lot. Knowing this week would probably bring a whole lot of those type of questions. Um, so I don't, I don't blame him. You know, you could say maybe is it too little, too late? Is this something that maybe should have happened before? You did have the bye week before Georgia. They probably were doing some of these things. Of course, you, know, you, you don't have a lot of media during the bye week anyway. Uh, but this is you know Monday. You know, the reports are out there enough now. It was definitely a come-to-Jesus moment uh, for Dan Mullen, for the staff, for the players. Dan Mullen started with himself, if the reports are true, uh, with, with this. You know, he started with himself, pointing the finger at himself, uh, but also accountability for the whole program. Uh, that's for players. That's for his staff. That's for himself. So we'll see what comes out of it. Um, there's a lot of different ways to kind of take that right now. Uh, it's... Uh, first of all, too little, too late. That's the first thing that comes up. And I don't know that. I'm just, you know, that's, I think, something you absolutely bring up uh, right, right now. Uh, why did it have to take four losses to come to this moment? Why? You know, what I have said plenty of times before, what I don't like about Dan Mullen and his approach 
you know, I like him more than I dislike him as far as what he's you know done for the Florida program. Right. It's a little react. Too, he's too reactive and not proactive enough. That, that's my one of my biggest issues there, and, I, and look, you, that goes so many ways, so many layers. Whether it be his friends on the coaching staff, the coaching staff, players uh, that stay on the field, all all that kind of stuff, uh, and now even kind of big program approach of something like this bunker mentality. You know, why didn't something like this happen before? Why did it have to take four losses for this kind of to to, to happen? Everybody start looking at themselves and asking what can be better. No, you don't. You don't. You don't let it get. You don't let it get to this point. So that's. Uh-huh. Uh, but still, give him credit for. You know, if if this, if this thing pays off, uh, we won't know till Florida gets out gets out there on the field Saturday and their approach, their mindset, and how they play. Because this should honestly, I don't care if both teams are four and four. I don't care what uh-huh. Florida has shown this year. This should be this should be a pretty easy victory for Florida. Right. If they come, if they come out and play like we know they can. Yeah, I mean, it kind of, I guess, so we're strengthens my opinions on, you know, stepping out from Mississippi State to here. Yeah. Different dynamics in terms of pressure and all these other things. And this is like, to me, is like the first time he's ever had to experience it. So, and just yeah. obviously, first time experiences, like, usually it's either the wrong one or the right one. So, I think in this case, he just didn't handle it well. But like you said, he hopefully grows from it. It gets better, make some changes, and we carry forward. So, but anyway, I was just curious, curious more or less, like what you maybe heard through uh, throughout the week. But um, that's pretty much all I got. So I'll leave it for somebody else. Thanks again for all you do, Dave. Thanks, MJ. Yeah, and, and going to that point too from the whole Mississippi State Florida comparison. Look, a lot of these same questions. We know they're nothing new. Um, I, I've shared some stuff when Dan Mullen was hired from some Mississippi, you know, Matt Wyatt from Mississippi State, and some of the worries uh, that was coming from Mississippi State. So a lot of this stuff has been there. But look, Mississippi State media is not as large, not as, um, you know, maybe even forceful as Florida media. And, of course, you don't have the national spotlight on you like you do at Florida compared to Mississippi State. So, yes, the pressure is there. It is different. Uh, Florida's a lightning rod program. Yeah, and, look, he knows, or he should know from his time under Urban Meyer about how big – this monster is, and you've got to be able to tame it. And that comes off field, on field, everything that encompasses running a big time program. This should come as no surprise. I think in some way it has for Dan Mullen. All right, let's get Tyler here. Hey, Tyler. Hey, Dave, can you hear me? Loud and clear. Um, yeah, I just got a quick little, uh, comment slash complaint. Um, and maybe I'm just, you know, older than this newer generation of football players, but you see guys like, um, Trey Dean on social media after a game, posting a picture of him flexing on a guy as we're down 24, nothing. And then you got guys like Jervon Dexter out there asking, you know, do any Gator fans own a car dealership after, you know, humiliating loss. And is that, you know, is that something that fans just have to get used to these days? I mean, I understand wanting to maximize your NIL opportunities as a student athlete, but to me it just sends the message like, hey, season's over. All I care about is me at this point. Um, so I just want to get your thoughts on that. Uh, I think it's a fair question. Um, a lot of things, you know, you can do two things. 
it, the the message it sent. Sometimes read the room, uh, and that's been a kind of theme all week, right? Uh, read the room, uh, and now especially the whole. No, and I'm not trying to throw shade on trading, but yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't look good when you're you know flexing, sending. First of all, second of all, you lost to a rival. Third, it wasn't even close, and yeah, and then no type of messages that are come across. Um, the NIL, you know, yeah, I'm like I said, a little torn on that one as well. I don't like you said, you don't really blame them, uh, but maybe. Maybe read the room type of thing. Uh, and um, now I don't know if anything was related and connected because we all saw the, the Anthony Richardson car deal uh, come out this week. Uh, so maybe that had just kind of been a theme throughout the, the the players this week, knowing that maybe was on the horizon that was coming. And uh, Gervon Dexter was kind of relating to that. Um, that doesn't – I don't know. It doesn't bother me so much, uh, the whole NIL. I think a lot of it for me, just looking at NIL just by itself and kind of relating it to this, look, there's a connection. You either you, you play good and those NIL's deals keep coming or you don't play good and everything you've already built with your NIL eventually just kind of goes away. Um, so you've got to go out there and perform. You've got to go out there and look for yourself. And – um, hopefully, hopefully those things are connected. If that's what it takes for a player to play good, you know, if that is another incentive, by all means, do it. But you're right; it's just the, the timing um, wasn't wasn't the best uh, when you're looking at Florida and everything they're going through this week. Um, but I, you know, I just uh, I don't want to go too far into it because I don't know how much of an effect um, that it ultimately has. But as I said, read the room sometimes and. You know, if you question is the timing right for this type of thing, then it probably isn't. Yeah, and I agree. And his um, one of my buddies, actually, Corey, uh, Corbin Emerson, uh, owns a State Farm in Gainesville, and he's got a, a deal with uh, Gervon. But um, his agent was on Twitter basically saying the reason Florida's not getting recruits is because local businesses aren't giving enough to NIL. And I'm like, well, I haven't heard a bunch of NIL deals coming out of Georgia. And I know Jordan Davis doesn't have a single NIL deal, and he's about to be a top five draft pick. So I just, I think people are just looking for things to blame at this point. And uh, yeah. I saw that 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 response from Gervon's uh, agent, and it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, and you know, the Gator Collective is a big part. It, it is it is different at Florida. Yeah, you don't see those big time, um, big time deals. Going by, but at the same time, I uh, believe uh, in talking to some people from the Getty Collective, Florida players that are part of it are making more than the average NIL deal out there, and I think more are involved. Uh, so that, that that's a that that's a part of it that you know really speaks to to Florida's end of it and doing it different and being fan driven. Because look, that for the most part will always be there. Uh, and, and the fan support, uh, of course, I know this year's different, and all uh, the the four and four doesn't have a lot of people excited. Uh, but you know, put it this week: if if recruiting is an issue uh, for you out there, and I know for a lot of people it is, uh, in this program there is a way for at least fans to help. Um, but you know, I, I think those deals will come. You know, Florida's I think learning about it wants wants to make sure it's done the right way, and. The, those those will start coming now. You know, you see the, the AR deal and left and right now and out back and 
Dodge dealership now in town. They're coming. They're coming. Uh, I, I think Florida, Florida's got the right people involved. I can tell you that much. You know, especially you know, Darren Heitner being uh, behind a lot, a lot of the workings of the Gator Collective, making sure that's going the right way, but also in constant contact with the university. Uh, and I know they are. They're, they're, the university is starting to notice the Gator Collective, and I think we'll we'll make sure it's done the right way. But I think also find out a way to sell it. Uh, to to because that's the biggest thing right now is with the NIL find a way to work it into recruiting. Uh, of course, you're not paying recruits w- through this through NIL, uh, but if you come to Florida, this is what it can look like. That's going to have to start being a selling point. Gotcha. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Tyler. Not unique. Let me get you in here, man. Hey, man, good morning. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, because I was wondering, I know you don't specifically know, but is this, where do we go from here? Is it, is this like, because I was listening to your show the other day, you were speaking on the um, strengths that we have versus what they have. It's like, it's way in our favor. But are Mm -hmm. we, are are we playing for next year or are we playing to save Um, good question. I do think bunker bunker mentality this week does kind of tell me that you know probably still trying to play for this season. Uh, in 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 some ways, now coaches would tell you they're going to win, try and win every game this season, and that's what their focus is: is winning, winning the games. Dan Mullen has said it multiple times this week. Final third of the season. Final third of the season. Final third of the season. That's kind of you know what they're looking at, trying to. Finish this week, uh, finish finish this season with some positive momentum. But of course, that's that, that's all about where this, these players' mindset is and and, and how they they're going to approach it. Uh, still, plenty of guys playing for draft stock uh, and trying to raise draft stock. Um, and now, like I said earlier, the theme of this week from Dan Mullen and the coaching staff has really been about the accountability. So, how far does that accountability go? Does that mean guys who've been starting all year that aren't necessarily get the job done? Does that mean they come off the field if they're continuing to not get the job done? Um, does that go to practice as well? I mean, I think there's a, a, a coaching staff, the coaches, everybody. You know, what does the word accountability mean this week? Um, so is it preparation? Is it – I mean, to me, it should, of course, should be all-encompassing. But how, how far does it go? How far does the accountability go for the rest of this season? You probably have some players. You know, you can't – I mean, I won't say you can't blame them, but it's just the natural natural cause of things. Sitting at 4-4, four and four, you know, a lot of guys probably might start looking out for themselves and might start uh, – hopefully – remember Dan Mullen bringing up the word independent contractors uh, at SEC Media Days. Are we going to start seeing more independent contractors? And I think that's a lot of the message Dan Mullen tried to send this week was, now there's going to be accountability. If you're going to be that independent contractor, if you're going to be out there on the field, and a lot of it was not doing what we've asked you to do. And that far, that's good as far as game plan, effort, all that stuff. And then, okay, there's going to be some accountability and you're going to come off the field. That's what I got out of it from things I've heard this week. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. You know, it's a lot easier said than done. Um, 
And I think, of course, there's some emotion that plays into it earlier on in the week. Does that continue through the preparation? Does that continue to game time and not just, you know, words that don't mean anything? We'll see. I mean, I think uh, there's a huge mindset, huge mindset game for this team. It's, as you said, Florida has so many advantages in this game versus South Carolina. That's where I think you can still you can you can you can tell where the mindset of this team is going to be. Florida, this is a game Florida should win. This is a game really Florida shouldn't have much trouble winning, given a lot of the advantages. So that's why I think we really can tell if this where, where this mindset and this accountability that I've heard about all week where where it's going to come from and what it's going to mean. Because this is a game Florida should go out and control. Florida should go out and win. Thanks, Unique, for hopping in. If you guys want to – any more of you want to hop in? Questions? Oh, yeah. Comments? Go ahead, man. My bad, Dave. I was muted. <laughs> I feel yeah, like yeah, – um, I, I feel like it's a head start for next year. You know, like it's – I feel yeah. like Dan hasn't worked – he he doesn't – I feel like he, he puts all the seniority – and then when we when they leave, now you're stuck with people that never seen the field. And I feel like that's what happened this year. It was just a whole it was like all the guys that we wanted to see get on the field a little bit last year, you didn't see them. And then it's like, then we're gonna start every season like this then. It's like that's why I was wondering, are we gonna start, you know what I'm saying? Let's because if you can use these four four games here, because even though you have a spring, it's still not the same as actually going out and playing another team. So that's why I was wondering, like, are we playing to just, oh, we're going to use, we know we can beat South Carolina, so we're just going to beat them how we beat them, or are we going to try to actually get better and see what we suck at? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, uh, you know, in a game like this, I think possibly you could do both, and that's probably, that's a lot of it unique is for you know, Florida, for whatever reason, when they play down to the competition, they, they've played down to the competition, haven't been able to get their backups in, haven't been able to, to go and get reps for a backup quarterback or four fifth string running back, you know, even in SEC play this year in the easier games, it took a while. Like take Vanderbilt for example, it still took a while to see Lingard and Bowman get a consistent amount of carries. And yeah, they sprinkled them in earlier in that game in this SEC game and other SEC games, but it didn't get a carry at all. Uh, but it still probably took a little bit longer than people wanted. It probably still took a, lot, a little bit longer than people wanted for Anthony Richardson to get some reps in the Vanderbilt game. So, um, I don't know, man. I, as far as what do you weigh – I mean, I know what I would do. Yeah, I'd start getting some younger guys some some reps and, and, and getting them ready and, and still mixing it in with trying to go win the football games this year and also reward you guys who have been here. You know, Damian Pierce still deserves carries. Malik Davis still oh. deserves – carries but you're right you, you you have to start finding more of a balancing act right now uh for younger players to stay engaged uh th- th- this season but also at the same time uh you know, build your program make sure you're going to win games uh still first and foremost for these four games even though you want to look forward to next year first and foremost win- winning still the most important uh aspect of these th- this final game stretch it can do it, it, it can it can carry a whole lot of you know i know not looking 
too far into it. Still can carry some momentum uh, to, to, to finish the season, especially the last game of the year. You still got to go back, go, go out and beat LSU. I, mean, I actually think, yeah, I think that's going to be, it, it's not going to be the usual word. <laughs> that's a, that, to me, that's a trap game for us. I just feel like it this year. Like, man, that FSU game, man, they, they're going to bring everything they got just because they, they see how they're playing. Yeah, they, they, you know they smell blood in the water right now. Um, yeah. And it's so much different than, you know, when we were looking at September in that game and what it could possibly look like. Um, now it's a little bit different. Um, I still think it's a game Florida should win. And, you know, we'll see what the quarterback position looks like at that time. And if Anthony Richardson's kind of at the helm, I don't necessarily expect him to play this weekend. Um, but, you know, we'll see as far as you know, your, your main question what Florida's doing in preparation for that game. Uh, you know, these Sanford and the Missouri game, do we see more of Anthony Richardson and starting Anthony Richardson heading into the FSU game? Uh, but, yeah, that game, I'm telling I mean, it's a, it, it's always a must win. But when you look at the kind of teetering point right now of both programs, I both you, you hope Florida goes into it as serious as FSU is, because like I said, FSU is going to see. Okay, this is this is our chance. You know, this we, we've been getting our tails kicked uh, for for, for yeah. a little while now, and this is kind of with all the questions surrounding Florida. You know, this is Mike Norvell's. Okay, look, this is finally can get this tilted my way. You can finally, you know, his first game versus Florida as well. Uh, you know, you didn't matter um, when Dan Mullen was here in 2018 of what the programs were doing. You still had that losing streak versus Florida State, and you said, okay, it doesn't matter what's going on in Tallahassee. I, we've, been, we've been getting our tails kicked by this team. I've, I've got to go win this game. You know, Dan Mullen went out there and made a statement. Mike Norvell's going to try and do the same thing and yeah. try and get the program teetered on back on his side in, in the state. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> yeah, but hopefully, yeah, hopefully, I know what you said. I know what you're going to do. Hopefully they can uh, use these next few weeks to – uh, to, to get better and, and show some excitement uh, for, for next year at the same time. Yeah, that's that, that's all I would say. I just I'm just a firm believer. I mean, the players are saying, yeah, Dan prepares backups. I just don't think he spends as much as time with backups at all. It just shows on the field like they. Ah, it just doesn't look like it. Yeah, and you know we've um, it's haven't necessarily been able. Like it, it's it's been a it's been a theme under Mullen, and it's been mentioned, but you've always been able to fall back on record and say, okay, well, you know, he's kind of he's kind of doing it the right way. You know, he's he's doing it his way; it's working for the most part. But now, as he's built this program and he's in his fourth season, and these are a lot of his recruits, you're starting to see maybe that that lack of experience, All right? Uh, is is you know paying off in a way that um, – or, or not paying off. Uh, and look, look, if you go by position, it's hard to blame some of them, like wide receiver and, and stuff like that. I mean, how are you going to argue? Right. No. Yeah, you can't argue. Yeah. yeah so, you know, it is kind of a position-by-position position thing. And a lot of it's for defense, too, I think, too. Um, yeah, I think there's a, just a whole appro- different approach there in Egypt, of course. And we, we, we spoke ad nauseum about that. Um, I think a lot of it's about defense, too. You go back to last year, and I'm throwing the word out at accountability again, but not a lot of accountability on that side uh, of the ball. But also, you know, it's up for you – know, and I'll go to that kind of theme, too. It's up to these young guys, too, to have some accountability. Um, now, we, we look at what happens on the field. We look what happens 
for the guys that start. And if they make a mistake, uh, you know, yank them off the field and bring a younger guy on. But, I mean, there's accountability off the field as well for these younger guys to do the things that they need to do uh, to get on the field. And, that, and that's been a big – I won't say big issue, but that's been an issue. It was an issue on defense last year. A lot of the younger players we wanted to see, all right, well, don't show up late for team meetings. Go make your right. grades. Go show up to class on time. You really expect this staff, for what we know about this staff, you really expect them to go put a younger guy on the field if they can't show up to practice on time or they're not paying attention in practice. I mean, I know you want to see the change, but with the way with the way we know this staff is, they're not going to throw anybody out there who doesn't have the accountability off the field. So By the way. Kind of a, uh, it's kind of uh, – it maybe, maybe – that's what I'm saying, big picture approach. Maybe there's a, a whole way, different way of looking at this to make sure everybody's on the same page. Did Did you see Kirby yank yank that guy off the field? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's it right there. Boom, that's the difference. Yeah, that goes to the main thing too. Of, you know what? Well, I got another five star, four star behind you. You come, yeah. come off the field. Come off the field. I, I got somebody else just waiting in the wings. Yeah, that was I seen that. I was like, whoa, there's a difference. Yep, yep. <laughs> and talking about you know, going to one of the earlier points too. Um, you know, Georgia, they, they I believe the SEC Network sitting there showing um, Georgia defensive players, and they're sitting there ticked off. Man, we gave up seven points. We shouldn't be giving up seven points. You know, right. ticked off, ticked, ticked off at their own approach, their own defensive players' approach, and going to the previous theme, you got. Uh, you know, Florida players worried about you know showing pictures of themselves are down twenty four nothing and asking for nil deals. Yeah, there's a you know there's a mindset there. Look, and right or wrong, that's just going to be the perception of it. It may not mean a darn. It may it may not mean a darn thing. But what does it look like? And that's going to well, yeah. some, some of the fan base the wrong way. Yeah. Oh, one one more thing because I'm from Lakeland. Uh, it'd be one thing like you said the positions and stuff like that it's it's hard to say when you got wide receivers that were loaded like that but when you're looking at your special teams the way it looks Mm -hmm. there you go then it's like okay now this is a problem because these these are the positions I just Dan likes to be safe all the time and I just don't think safe gets you anywhere and I feel like that's what's happening. But like these, some of these guys, I watch Finley Graham at Lakeland, and man, I don't see how he hasn't got one snap at um, return. But completely agree. Oh. Yeah, and, 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 there, and there is a chance right there. I mean, you know, Florida's almost dead last in so many special teams categories. Okay, what's what's it going to hurt? Exactly. Coaches don't think that way, though, for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Good talking to you, Dave. All right, man. Yo, yo. See you later. All right. Charlotte Gaylor getting you in here. Tyler, I think, gets back in here. Hey, man. Um. Oh, not much. Just hanging out with you guys before heading yeah. up to South Carolina. I'm in Charlotte right now, walking uh, outside the Starbucks, and it's about 40 degrees right now. So enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. 
Um, no, I wanted to ask a quick question. I mean, let's say for sake of argument that uh, Mullen goes ahead and, and clears out Todd and all the defensive. Do you think he's going to make any changes to the offensive side? Because I really don't think he will. Hmm. Uh, good one. Um, yeah, I do. Um, not maybe as many as people want. I do think – I think Gonzalez is safe. Um, one of Knox or Hevesy should go. Um, which one? I right, take your pick. I've heard – before the season I heard Hevesy more than likely not going to be back. Then some people have kind of backed off on that. Some people are still standing behind that. Um, we know – if you would include Knox there with special teams uh, not being where they should be. You know, a lot of people will point to running back recruiting. Uh, that one's kind of tricky. Uh, Knox could have had some guys that, that at least a fan base that at least a fan base has wanted at the running back position, but kind of just been overruled by Mullen saying they're not going to go that route with some of these running backs. Uh I do think it's hard to pinpoint where that change would be on offense. I do think it'll happen. I think one of those will happen. One of those has to happen. Because um, you've, you've got to you've got to get better recruiters on staff. Whether these guys are in Dan Mullen's eyes, some of the best coaches out there, you've got to you've got to start going both ways here. I hope this week was, yeah, kind of like you mentioned earlier, a, a coming to Jesus moment for him, too. Like, if he really wants to keep this job. And I'm all about it. Like, I would rather have Dan in here right now if he's going to. But he just, I feel like he just needs to take it more seriously. Yeah, but, here's the thing uh, about that. Um, I know it came that came up in the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord chat. And Josh Pate, uh, everybody knows. Well, no, I won't say everybody knows. But uh, a lot of people know very popular all-encompassing college football podcast uh, now for 24-7 sports. And you know, Josh Pate said last night on his show uh, that people are starting to take notice about this Florida situation. And coaches and agents are keeping an eye on it. And they don't know where it stands right now. Uh, so that's – and Josh Pate's not all for sensationalism uh, to, to me. And maybe he is for you guys. I listen to Josh Pate. I think you know, he, he – content – and really good content there uh, as far as that goes. And I, I, I go back to September. The last time he said something along those lines was when talking about LSU. And we all know what happened there. Uh, so, of course, if Dan Mullen wins out, I don't think there's you – know, if he wants to be at Florida, he'll be at Florida. If he loses another game, I think all bets are off. But I think, you know, with uh, coaches and the agent message starting to get out there that they're not sure where this is going – it's definitely worth keeping an eye on. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to get out of this cold. You guys have fun. All right, man. Hey, Dave. I just wanted to follow up real quick on something unique said about uh, our guys being um, underprepared and not getting a lot of reps last year. And what that all boils down to is we didn't have a defense. Yeah. I mean, there were very few games last year that we were up enough to where we could put the guys in uh, – to get reps. I mean, LSU, uh, Georgia, with Georgia at first, um, you know, they were A&M, uh, Alabama, which you're not going to play backups against Alabama, but I mean, almost every game outside of a couple have been absolute shootouts. Yeah. And, 
it's been kind of the same thing this year. We can't get a stop. We can't get a stop. The backups can't get reps. And then they're going to look ill-prepared next year. So it's kind of the same story. And that's why it's so frustrating uh, keeping Todd Grantham around because it kind of just cripples, you know, and inadvertently it cripples the other side of the, of the ball as well as far as preparation goes. Yeah, that's, and, you know, kind of ex- to extend that, that's why a lot of people are frustrated with the, you know, playing down the competition. Okay, you play down the competition. You don't, you're not getting your guys in. Now, look, at the beginning of the season you would see – at points in the game where maybe a whole an almost whole second team defense would come in uh, and you'd see younger guys uh, get in on the field, but you know, not much of a difference in a lot of these SEC games where you're expecting Florida should be up uh, by even more uh, later in the game where you can get those guys uh, sometimes. So, you know, the, we we have seen at times younger, you know, especially the FAUs and the USFs of the world, where you know the sec, yeah, at least on defense, where they couldn't necessarily pull away, or you'd see the FAU or USF finally put up some points, and mostly because a a second team defense was out there, uh, but you know it's not enough. I, I guess we could probably say uh, if we want to put a quantity on it. Um, that you know, the reps are aren't meaning uh, a, a whole lot, especially in SEC play. Uh, that's uh, that, that's where you know the, the difference is. So, oh, yeah, I just want to follow up real quick, Dave. I appreciate. Yeah, it. man, go ahead. That's fine. Um, all right, I don't think anybody else uh, in here right now but yeah thanks for guys for for hopping in here if you i'll stay on for a couple more see if anybody else uh wants to get in here i'm not looking forward to like i'm looking forward to seeing florida play not looking forward to bundle up i hate the cold weather so that's uh absolutely the florida in me there all right levi let me get you in here Hey, guys, how's it going? Good, man. How about you? Doing good. Um, you're talking about the cold weather. I live about 45 minutes from Knoxville, and it's uh, 44 <laughs> degrees this morning. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so it's, 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 I mean, night game in Columbia, I tell you, it's going to be, it's going to be cold. Um, question, I, I just hopped on because I just left the, the utility where I work there. Have we got any update on Richardson at all? Uh, nothing official. Um, I've, I've been told don't expect, but don't completely close the door yet. I don't know what happened Wednesday in practice. He did not practice Monday, did not practice Tuesday. Uh, I don't know about Wednesday and yesterday uh, yet. So um, I was told Wednesday don't don't expect it, but don't completely shut the door on it just yet. So we'll see. I, I, w- I wouldn't expect it, uh, honestly. Um We'll see where that goes. Uh, Emory's dealing with a little bit of a thumb injury as well, so hopefully that's not too serious. Uh, I expect Emory Jones to start and play. I'm just you know be on the lookout for that uh, that that hand injury as well. So I don't think it's too serious. I think if it was serious enough, I probably would have been told to worry about it just a bit more. Um, So I mean, just looking at it there. Uh, But cold weather, all that kind of stuff too, maybe plays a factor uh, in 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 that. But uh, no official update on Richardson except for you know what Dan Mullen did say uh, this week that he has that he did miss practice Monday and Tuesday because of the concussion. 
protocol there and making sure that he'll be ready to go. Uh, if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, no one damn Mullen. I doubt he throws him out there as starter. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, we, we, we'll see. But I, I, I say don't expect it, but don't, you know, don't completely throw it away just yet. Gotcha, gotcha. And if I hear anything more, you know, of course, I'll, I'll try and put it out there somewhere today. But sounds good. Other, other than the two quarterbacks, are we pretty healthy? Is there anybody that's expected to be out of the game? Uh, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd like to see where Florida's at on offensive line. Uh, you know, with uh, Ethan White, uh, maybe seeing see where Florida's at with that. But overall, no. Um, Mullen didn't really go into it Monday, and I haven't really, really heard everything. Uh, the flu's going around, uh, so that's something to look out for. Now we'll wow. have to see if anybody has to see if anybody's sick uh, in missing the game. But that is something the team is dealing with right now. Wow. Yeah, Mullen's not really given given any updates, period, in press conferences anymore, you know. But that's neither here nor there, I guess. Well, guys, I appreciate it. Hayden, I jumped on late and probably asked questions that you guys have already covered. But hopefully we, no, can, get really. win. Hopefully yeah. we can get a win and, you know, get the, get the bull out of the ditch, so to speak. So I appreciate <laughs> it, guys. All right, man. Thank you much. All right, yeah, something to look out for there as far as – uh, Richardson's availability. Hopefully, hopefully it's all good. all is good. At least you know if he can't go this week, hopefully he'll be primed and ready to go for the uh, last three games of the season. There for Anthony Richardson. But yeah, that is something to look out for too. Uh, flu going out kind of through the team uh, around cam- on campus for sure. Uh, and I've been told it has been kind of going around. Uh, the players as well. So we'll see if anybody uh, misses the game because of that. So if it's, I guess, look for guys who we don't know have been injured or anything like that. And if they're not playing and if there's not a reason, like if it's a big enough story, of course, you know, Dan Bell will probably mention it to the uh, broadcast team you know, today in interviews or t- tomorrow in interviews and stuff. So, uh, but it's kind of, if he doesn't, and there's guys that we haven't heard of being injured and all that kind of stuff, and they're not out there playing, that might be why. All right, I guess we'll call it right here soon. Like I said, if you're in Columbia, I will post uh, where we're tailgating at. Uh, dress warm. Come tailgate with us. I'll post it on Twitter tomorrow morning where we're uh, where we'll be located at. Not don't have a set spot yet because uh, Hamad Woods is they're bringing a the whole setup, trailer, DJ trailer, all that kind of stuff every, uh, there. So they have to have a, a spot big enough. Uh, looking for that, so they'll be. Out there early tomorrow morning looking for a spot uh, to get that tailgate going. So I know uh, a few of you are making the trip to Columbia. And we'll have fun. We'll have a good time. Night game. So long day. Long day of tailgating there. Uh, but, yeah, make sure you listen to uh, Florida South Carolina Preview. Uh, you get plenty plenty there to dive into. Will Gunter from up there in Columbia, 107.5 The Game, joins me. Gives a really good preview of South Carolina. I'll give you my my path to a victory for Florida. It's simple. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball some more. All right. Now, see anybody else in here? And going about 45 minutes right here anyway. So that will do it. That will do it. Let me go get packed up, hit the road. And if I hear anything else uh, as far as – 
player AR quarterback related. I'll put it out there uh, somewhere, but everybody take care. Thanks so much for listening to this Spaces chat here on Twitter, and I'll see you uh, next week on Gage Breakdown.